welcome to episode 31 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. Man, we played a lot of 40K, or at least I played a lot of you 40K lot yesterday. Of 40K. You did a play yeah. a substantial amount of so, 40K. So yesterday, and we'll get into this later, but yesterday I played in my first ever tournament. Uh, my It was ITC rules. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Yep. We're going to talk all about that a little bit later. <laughs> you were excited. What did you do the whole time while I was playing? Oh, I read the entirety of Fall of Cadia. There you go. There you go. So we'll get into Fall of Cadia a little bit later on. It's an exciting episode. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, no battle report this episode, though. No. no. Well, I mean, there'll sort be, of. Yeah, there'll be three mini battle reports. Yeah. They talk about what happened in the tournament. Yep. But um, no battle report between us. Yep. Right. Well, it's still a lot, lot right, of stuff of to talk about. Yeah. Okay. All right. So first up is hobby progress. I continue working on the rubric Marines, but they're I find them intimidating. Understandable. They have their, Did, their helmets are very tall. <laughs> not, not physically intimidating. <laughs> artistically intimidating. They're so complex. They're so detailed yep. that it just I know that once I start, I I get sucked in and spend a lot of time with them. I've kind of finished two Marines yep. out of the ten out of the squad of ten. Uh, they look fantastic. Uh, but they just require hours of work in order to make them look that great. And and, uh, it's, and it's two squads of ten followed by five rubric oh terminators. And then three exalted sorcerers yep. and Araman. Yep. Yeah, so I've got a lot of work to do. If nothing else, um, the first half of the year will be nothing but thousand sun marines. <laughs> so in order yep. to take a little break from all the thousand suns, I, um, I assembled last weekend the Dark Furies. That's the um, Horus Heresy, yeah, the Raven Guard yeah. Assault Squad. Yep, they're the ones that have like the big sort of metal-looking wings and the. I wonder if they make bird noises. No, they're <laughs> 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 supposed to be quiet, <laughs> silently swooping death upon the enemy. Then they chirp. Do they perch? Do they get perched? Afterward, and they chirp. <laughs> Afterward, they can chirp. After they're done killing, then they chirp. Their victory <laughs> chirp of <Yeah>. death. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so I, work, I, I think I'm pretty much finished with them. Uh, they look great. I think they turned yeah. out great. I made the you know their lightning claws all crackling with mm -hmm. blue energy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I I put the uh, Death Watch shoulder pads on them. Oh yeah. That yeah, way just... they're interchangeable. Yep. I can use them as Raven Guard. You know, do like a special allied force or detachment. Um, for Raven Guard, or mm -hmm. throw them in my Death Watch army. Yes, just wouldn't. There's a lot of yeah. They're the Vanguard of, vets. They're the stuff. Raven Guard recruits to the Vanguard vets. Sure, and they they kind of have attitude because they have yeah. <laughs> they have they're, attitude. They're, they're clickish. They they hang out with themselves like all the other Death Watch guys. Like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? And and everybody's like sharing information, but they're the they're Raven Guard the, guys. They're the emo kids. Yeah, they're all, they're, they're all, the emo they're, kids. They're, they're smoking like clove cigarettes. <laughs> they're beaky helmets. They all they are called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are called Raven Guard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But they're gonna look cool. I I really like them. The other the other uh, thing I built was, and I have to look this up because I I know I never get the name right. But hold on, it's like Domitar class. What what do you think it is? Uh, Autumn. Take a guess. Auto something. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Auto. You just get there's too many autos and there's too many matas and there's auto too many auto yeah. Okay, so uh, this was a Domitar. This, there this was a Christmas present from Rain. It was the from Forge World the Iron Circle Domitar, Ferrum class 
battle automata. Automata. <laughs> Sounds Japanese. Automata. 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 Um, yeah. Well, actually, it's, I think it's pronounced automata. I know. I know. But I never pronounce anything. Remember Death Rescue? Automata. It's the automata. The automata. It's the guy from Joy I'm going to automate your face. <laughs> With this thunder hammer. Uh, the description is towering over even space marines of the Legion of Stardis. And man, that's true because that, this thing is like, yeah, it's like, it's like, like three it's times like a, the size of a space marine. It's like a centurion. It's cent- bigger than a centurion. It's taller than a centurion. Yeah, not a centurion. Sorry, I was going to say the um, contemptor. It's taller. It's like about as tall as like a contemptor. Yeah, about as tall as a contemptor. Somewhere around that. He has a giant shield and a hammer with a very giant handle. Yes, a like very a, large a very long handle. Hammer. I guess hammer. just so that you can weigh it around, create the mass. Force equals mass time acceleration. So this guy, <laughs> this guy, is just yeah. Is, he, is, that, is that what he's doing? Just constantly he's revving up the. I swing. will teach you in physics. I'll school you in physics so that I crush you. Oh, yeah. and he oh, and he shares your uh, he shares your love of hazard stripes too. So oh yeah, because he's that. Iron Warriors, he's got hazard stripes all over him, and of course, so my eye was drawn to him immediately when I your, saw him. Yeah. He's uh, a pretty awesome. With, gotta, right, gotta make sure everyone, everyone thinks properly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a shield and he has a graviton. It's called a graviton. Health hammer. and safety must improve this. Right, this is he's one of the uh, bodyguards that Perturabo made after he found out that his bodyguards weren't that great. Yeah, so he's like, like I can I can do it better. I can make robots. The robots will protect me better than fleshy space marines who are weak. Uh, oh, anyway, he looks amazing, and I built him, and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything other than build him, and so I've, it's been raining here in Southern California, so I haven't been able to prime anything. Um, but anyway, he looks great, so very happy about that. Yes. Speaking of Forge World, mm-hmm. uh, I was cruising Forge World, and under the quad rapier mortar, oh, yes. You're this- my photo's there. They shared your. Uh, they, shared they shared my, my photo. Like if you if you look up the the Space Marine the Quad Rapier Mortar, uh, one of the four photos featured is mine on Forge World site. Amazing. I'm sure the internet's very proud of you. But be, it actually is be proud cool, of me. Though. Internet. It is very cool. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. <laughs> it's super cool. That's awesome. Uh, the other two uh, painters who are featured are like actual like painting services. They're like painting companies. And then there's Lonely Me with mine. And of course, they, you know why? You know why they chose that one? Why'd they choose that one, Dad? Because it has hazard stripes. Yeah. Because yeah, I built hazard stripes into it. I painted hazard stripes. That's why. So there you go, kids. If you want to get featured by Forge World, this include is, hazard stripes in your painting. The road to success is paved with safety <laughs> regulation. <laughs> exactly. People almost think that we're obsessed with hazard stripes. Or I guess that I am anyway. You are. <laughs> I know I am. All right. My so uh hobby goals will be to um, um finish the Thousand Suns army. Okay. I that's yeah, definitely gosh. a goal. I still have to build the Leviathan, mm-hmm. which is out there. Um, I have nothing you know, un- contrary to I think uh a lot of people's experiences. I've got my armies ready to go for LVO, which is coming up quickly. Yeah. And um, I don't think I really have to paint anything. No, you don't. Because I'm going to... You already got... You already got I already got... I'm, I'm wavering, though, between... Yeah, um, now... Between... We'll, 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 we'll get to why. Okay, we'll get to why. Later. Um, which army I'm going to take to LVO. Well, yeah, we'll see. But first... 
Lord of Change. Oh, yeah, the Lord Change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the new Lord Change model. I first saw the Lord Change model and it had like a profile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had, it had a weird, it had a wonky picture for the honest. It was, it was a terrible picture. Because yeah, it was I like looked a, at it from the side and I couldn't really, you couldn't really make out the second head. Yeah, so. You kind of saw one head, but you really couldn't, it was so blue and gold that you really couldn't tell. So I saw it and I'm like. What is this? It's disappointing. And I like the old model better. What, what, what is this? I don't like this. And then, and then you saw a picture from a better angle. And then and I saw like, a different angle. And, like, and I oh, thought, no, that, oh, that's, no, this is awesome. That's this rad. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Can you, I guess you, you can use the Lord of Change in a demon army, right? A Zinch demon well, army? Yes. Yes, you can. So it, with the Thousand Sons, you could use the Lord of Change? Uh, that's a different... Well, they're not... They're, Thousand Sons are not like corn demon kin. Oh, so they can't just bring in like, here's my demon buddy? Uh, well, I mean, you could ally Chaos Demons to Thousand Sons. Yeah. I'm sure. Zinch would make sense. Yes, you can do that. Yeah. But uh, it's not like they're like a one army. Oh, I know that. I know that. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can just out. You can ally them in. That's because that'd be pretty fluffy and cool. Just to have the Lord of Change. The Lord is going high. Lord of Change, and then you, you your sorcerer's gonna be summoning. I'm a bird man. Blue horrors and stuff. I don't think that's what he says. <laughs> that would be great. If we just shouted, "I'm a bird man." How terrifying. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. There's- I'm a bird. <laughs> All right, 30 seconds of laughing is not exactly great radio. <laughs> Quality content here. I'm just like, he opens like, um. it's like dramatic portal shows up. <laughs> Everybody's like, all the, oh. all, everyone's all like horrified. Like all the Imperial defenders are just horrified. Right. A bunch of demons start screaming out. And then this like mighty word of change stomps in. <laughs> oh. He looks at them. He looks right at them. There he goes. I'm a bird man. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. I'm glad you're not writing the fluff for 40k. Oh my god. Caca. <laughs> That's a raven card answer. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. Yeah. Caca. The raven card answer. Caca. We are too. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Oh man, the fluff just writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Things are getting weird in the 13th Black Crusade. <laughs> they are. And the 31st episode of the Eye of Terror. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're, right. ba- we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. That was that was dumb. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That was very dumb. Okay. <laughs> so, Lord, Lord Change. Impressive looking. Really yeah. cool looking model. Yeah, it just uh, uh, needs a better script. <laughs> yeah, he needs... Yeah. Okay. All right, any other models? Um, 
<laughs> um, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. We can't. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know of any other like rumors or upcoming stuff. Yeah. Uh, it all seems to be dominated by um, sort of rumors about eighth edition. Like everybody's all the other podcasts and all the uh, yeah. sites are like eighth waiting edition. for some new confirmation that eighth edition is going to coming out and yeah. when, and also that it's going to be in all likelihood going to be uh sort of simplified it'll be a simplified version of the which rules. seems to be ever what everyone's paying for i don't know i mean yeah i mean i want it to be simplified to be great uh because the game takes too long yeah. to play I, uh, and everyone's using the same terminology of i want it simplified but i don't want age of sigmar that's why i've seen every commentary say i yeah, want every, yeah, i right. want it simplified but i don't want age of sigmar it, even though people seem to like age of sigmar now which is yeah i, I, don't, I don't know what the deal uh, yeah, we don't play that we don't so, play like, and we're not going to so uh, no Maybe in the oh, far off. really? Hey, those, I, I do okay. like. No, I know. I know. Vampires. I just don't have. I yeah, just, no, we don't have to. We I don't have to. It's just, it's. Paint a whole other army. Right now, it's like. Yeah, we had the conversation about if we had to play, if we had, but, play Sigmar, then what would you be? Yeah. Well, which, by the way, I, I chose like the death faction. Well, that's what I wanted. Oh, <laughs> okay. Of course. I, I thought you said, you, you said dwarves or death. That's my motto in life. <laughs> <laughs> dwarves, dwarves or death. death. I don't know what yeah. situation you'd use that in. <laughs> Paintball. <laughs> Paintball. <laughs> Did someone drug us? <laughs> is this, this what's, what's going on right now? Yeah. Yesterday's uh tournament just <laughs> made us wacky apparently the, <laughs> what happened yeah, i don't know it's funny we've lost control of the podcast now what, seriously everything is funny um, or, uh, <clears throat> it's just <laughs> <laughs> all right um <laughs> all right we're having, we're having too okay. much fun in case you haven't noticed we're having yeah, too much fun this is this is getting this, this is, is not a serious turning. episode oh. it's 2017 that's why it's 2017 so we're yeah. just like yeah eh, whatever anything goes i don't <laughs> right <laughs> Okay, so, okay, so, mm, yeah, 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 um, what was I saying? What were we saying? What were we saying? All right, let's go back to painting for just a second, because I, in case you guys are going to paint the Thousand Suns, yeah. uh, I really encourage you to watch Duncan's video on Warhammer TV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I primed my guys all blue, and then I went around yeah, yeah. and then have to paint all the fiddly gold parts. But he starts off by painting the entire army gold, and then you priming can fill it gold. Blue. Yeah, and he washes it, and, and then he does all like the much easier to paint larger blue parts yeah. uh, in blue. And I'm like, oh man, that's so would have been so much easier. So I think for the second uh, unit of yeah, space marines and all the rest of them, I'm going to prime them in uh, liberator gold or whatever their, their gold forty dollar can of gold primer is. That yeah. actually that actually transitions perfectly into. Yep. I just remembered the rumor of um, remember because the hundredth uh, episode I believe of his painting tips. Yes, he he had the like the Eldar oh. cat thing, which right. is like some sort of the gearing, so the guy rings, guy something. Rings, something like that, and it teases the uh, exodites. Is that what they're called? Yeah, exodites. It's uh, the eld, which are like essentially wood elves, but for Eldar, and they write dinosaurs. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 
It's a crazy game. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he paints a cat, and you're like, "What's he doing painting a cat?" And then everybody realized, "Well, the oh. Eldar seem to have cats." And well, there's this uh, bit of Eldar, and then there's the whole Fall of Cadia uh, uh, picture where right. there's a uh, guy who looks like an exodite in red armor, leading uh, the yeah. Well, we'll get we'll to get that into that when we get to talk about Fall of Cadia. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, apart from that, I don't, I don't really have any, like, other rumors or news. Yeah, it just, everyone wants 8th edition, everyone wants it streamlined, no one wants it eight, to be Age of Sigmar. Right. And Exodites. So, right. that's all cool. I, I'm interested to see, like, a dinosaur, like, a freaking Eldar riding dinosaurs army. <laughs> That'd be, wouldn't that be funny? No, they, like, they weren't powerful enough, now well, they gotta have dinosaurs. Well, no, this, I don't want them to have, like, here's, the trade-off would be, this army gets dinosaur, but they don't get all the fancy stuff. Like, they don't ride, like, jet bikes. They ride slow-moving dinosaurs. They, or they ride, like, some sort of, like, raptor-looking thing as cavalry. Yeah. But they don't get that. I, I don't know. I don't know. In the future, we will ride dinosaurs. Or maybe, I don't know, more giant birds. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stay away from birds. Yeah, stay away from birds. <laughs> well, birds are dinosaurs. Where they come from. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Man, we're learning science and physics all in one yep. in one podcast. Yep. Yeah. So I guess we should probably just jump into uh, yesterday's tournament. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Yesterday's tournament. So you brought your war convocation. Yeah. So I brought the war convocation, uh, uh, 1850 list. Yep. Uh, the, the tournament, I, I literally found out about the tournament three days ago. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, I, I was this looking, would be great practice. I was just looking and thinking, there's got to be some sort of ITC event, uh, yeah. you know, a few weeks out before the LVO, and I happened to look on Game Empire's Facebook page, and it was listed there. What do you know? And I said, well, <laughs> this, this thing is tomorrow, so uh, why don't I sign up, uh, and I'll take my, my work on list. Yep. So I sprung that on you yesterday. I'm like, hey, we're going to the tournament <laughs> Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I hope I you don't have plans. Uh, so there you go. I kind of put together the list <clears throat> that, I've been, that I've been using, but I, my mistake was that I didn't really study all the stuff that I had in it. No, I think it's been a while since you Since played. I played Warcon. And even though I intended yeah. it to be my LVO list, I just did not familiarize myself with Too enough of the rules, which is a fundamental, yeah. I think challenge in playing Warcon is that you have to know all the cult mechanicus special rules and all the relics remember you have to remember skitari the skitari yeah, whatever so they are what, the, what's what's the skitari bonus called the, the doctrina imperative of doctrina, the doc, doctrina. Cool. so you got to have the the canicals for yeah. cult mechanicus you got to have the doctrina for the skitari memorized yep plus all of the different relics yep and the different and of course they call all the weapons different from what the Imperium calls their weapons, yeah, you know, so taser goats, flechette blasters, yeah, and the, then like, yeah, some transonic blades, <laughs> right? Uh, you could have rad poisoning, the galvanic rifles, neurostatic the, auras, the neurostatic aura. No, I think that one's a little easier to remember, mostly because it's just like cool, so you remember it in your head. Because yeah. you're like, ooh, that sounds cool. But uh, I think you remember certain things and they because they stick out because they sound cool. But there's all but these other remember, like, bonuses that you don't remember, and they are inherent to the success of playing. I think. Um, war convocation, you know, yep. successfully is that you you really take advantage of all these you know cool rules. The problem is you just rem got to remember them. And I I put together the list, and for whatever reason, I didn't really I should have studied it and realized what I had in there. Yep. So I would say that a good you know fifty percent of the advantages that I would have with that list, I didn't yep. really 
bring to any of my games yesterday. I, I use some things. Yeah. You know, I use some of the obvious things, like the canicles that give you stealth and shrouded first turn, mm -hmm. or the ones that yeah, give yeah. You allow you to reroll all to hits on your shooting yeah. attacks. Those are all good. Yeah, which really annoyed my opponents. But uh, but I, I think I forgot a lot of them. And I certainly forgot that I'd given each of the sergeants in the different units, you know, relics that do cool stuff. I yeah. totally forgot to use the relics. Oh, dear. Yeah. 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 So let's go over all right. your first game. Well, let me go over the list real quickly. Your list? Gen generally speaking. Well, I think, yeah, okay. So the War Convocation consists of an Imperial Knight. I took the uh, Imperial Knight that has a Thermal Cannon, the D-Sword, and then the Storm Spear Rocket Pod. Yeah, that. shoots eight, uh, three, eight, strength eight AP3 uh, missiles. Had that, the, you had the Tech Dominus. I had the Tech Dominus. That he was with a uh, Robot Maniple that had two Castellan Robots. One had the Power Fist. The other one had the Heavy Phosphor Blasters. They had the data smith that and, went with him. And his cane of not dying. Oh, yeah. He took the relic that is, gives the eternal, um, sorry, uh, it, it will, will not die. die to his entire unit, which is fantastic. And then he also gets to repair he, stuff. He whacks uh, them plus. with it and they get better. Right. <laughs> and then I had the mandatory unit of uh, Vanguard. Mm -hmm. Among them, I gave him a couple of haywire uh, rifles and one plasma rifle. Yep. And then I had a unit of Rangers that yep. had two of the sniper rifles. Yeah. That turned out to be really good. Like, we never use the sniper rifles, but it turns out because they have armor bane, oh. I was able to actually, like, take down uh, hull points on vehicles and knights with that with those things. Shockingly. Oh. Yeah, shockingly. I had the, the mandatory troops units, which are the Catatron Destroyers, and they have the heavy grab cannons. Yeah. Uh, those are all devastating on the field. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, gosh, what else do I have? Um, is that it? I think that... that Did you mention the Void Shield Generator? Oh, yeah, a Void Shield Generator. Which is... I had a Void Shield Generator for 100 points, which included three <coughs> Strength 12 Shields. So that was yep. cool. So that was that was pretty much my list. It was, you know, Skatari, Cult Mechanicus, and Imperial Knights. And Plasma doesn't, it doesn't get hot, and I forgot to use that rule because I lost some guy. I forgot about the nothing gets hot in, in Warcon, and I actually lost one guy. Yeah, that's not good. <sighs> oh, well. That stinks. All right, whatever. All right, so... I uh, went to Pasadena. Uh, mm -hmm. The I was paired up with a nice guy named Dave for my first my first round. Yep, nice guy uh, named Dave. Nice guy with, named Dave with a very not with nice a, list. <laughs> with a horrible list. So my first game, I play against three knights. Yeah. One of which is the Forge World Asheron Knight. Yeah, the three it was three knights <clears> with <throat> one of them had like the freaking Hellstorm template, strength seven, AP three. Yeah, yeah. The, the eighteen inch Hellstorm template. You know, AP3. Uh, it's very big. It's very big. Uh, <laughs> so he had that, and he had two other, uh, I think he had like a Night Warden and yep. another Knight. Uh, he, he had he had combinations of Gatling cannon, Gatling Avenger cannons and also uh, Battle Cannons. Yeah. And then, and then to accompany had, those, he had a Riptide Wing. Yep. Very that fluffy. Was, uh, <laughs> three, uh, three bra sorry, uh, three riptides. Uh, yeah. They welcome gave to competitive, competitive play. <laughs> exactly. <child. laughs> exactly. Uh, fluff out the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so three knights three and a uh, riptide wing was my first uh, game. Uh, uh, the game went pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Also, I rolled terribly that that game. I just I couldn't make my saves. I just it, just a terrible game. The Void Shield and the Stealth and Strata in the first turn really helped me. But the that thing is that wrong. if you don't go first, and I, I, I didn't go first in any of my games. Yeah. If you don't go first, then you don't get to enact your canicles. 
right? Oh. So you're not going to be stealth and shrouded um, as they start shooting at you in that first turn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that was that also went against me. I the, on the plus side, I, I killed one of his knights. I almost took down his warlord knight. Yeah. But he tabled me. The only thing left standing was a void shield generator. But he he tailed me. He basically uh, he kept the uh, riptide wing in the back, and they were just lobbing shots. They would they would nova charge. He, he almost he almost killed himself because this the same one riptide yeah. <laughs> kept, kept failing the nova uh, charge. Nova, yeah, yeah e- even with the reroll because of the formation. But they just kept lobbing like strength nine you know pie plates at my guys way from the back, and then he ran up his knights and including the Asheron. And then the Asheron just got in my backfield and then just started ripping stuff off. And then, you know, using the AP3 flamer, uh, it just uh, crushed things. So that ended up going six turns. But still, he ended up at the end of the six turn tabling me. So I, under the ITC uh, mission scenario, you get a total of 11 points. He scored 11 points and I scored zero points. So that was a super nice guy. Yeah, um, I was uh, that was that was when I was m- most unfamiliar with some of the some of my troops, uh, some of my stats for some of my troops and other things. Yeah, he was very patient. You know, as, as I looked everything up on, I print out my battle scribe list and I'm like going through it. So he's a super nice guy. I really like playing with him. I ha- I'd happily play with that guy again. Just great guy, yeah. but just a <laughs> horrible list. You and I, when we were looking at all of the different armies that yeah, were yeah, before yeah. it started, we saw that his. Yeah, and we he's like, arm oh, in a box. Man. I'm like, oh, I wonder who's gonna play that that guy. What a poor sucker is gonna play that guy. <laughs> That's the <laughs> first one I got. Uh, afterward, we uh, had a quick lunch break, came back, and then uh, got to play a guy named Daryl. Yeah, with a corn demonkin army. Kitty Kerr. and he had the best paint army I'd ever seen. Just really? absolutely gorgeous army, and I'll, I'll put a picture of it. You know, for, yeah, um, folks watching on YouTube, and. Uh, Amazing, just airbrushed, it did, it did but beautiful. Cool. It looked awesome. It was in like, yeah, like bright he, colors. He had this converted, uh, he converted this Ward of Skulls, I believe. I'm not sure what he was using it as. What was he using it as? I, I, it, I think like a knight. Uh, you know, I think he was using it like a knight, like an Imperial Knight. Um, okay, cool. And it was shooting like uh, eight strength yeah, yeah, eight, that's eight, a guy on three yeah, yeah, yeah. shots. So I think he was using it yeah, as he was a knight. He was using it as a knight. Yeah, so yep. it was the Chaos Knight. But it was a Lord of Skull conversion with, with the Lord of Skull's legs. He yep. got rid of the whole beer wagon thing in the back. Yeah, so now it actually had cool yeah. looking. Oh, it looked awesome. It looked awesome. Legs. He Also, all of his uh, all of his bikes he had converted as well. Yeah, weren't they uh, like 30K jet bikes? That They looked like 30K jet bikes. But they were all different. And then all of his um, all of his warriors, all of his troops had like sort of like kind of a samurai look to them. They yeah. had like samurai, like spiked helmets. Yeah. Super cool converted, all very fluffy. They all looked very unified. He he had awesome looking uh, corn dogs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. those looked cool. amazing looking uh, corn dogs. I don't know where he got the models, but they looked fantastic. So, so that was cool. Yeah, and then he did blood letters in a in sort of lighter colors. He looked he used, he used blues and oranges and pinks, so they kind of really stood out. And yeah. they weren't like the deep dark red that you usually see for for blood letters mm-hmm. so they stood out and it, the whole army just looked fantastic i just was in awe of his painting skills uh just nice guy again i think warcon was too much for corn demonkin 
as mm. you as you have found out. The cool thing with Corn Demonkin is that you have to rush up and try to overwhelm the army before they can get up too many shots. Yeah, as quickly as possible. Right, right. He went first. I didn't uh, see. I actually, didn't see. Uh, I've, I've, I've done I've done well against. Uh, oh, against War Convocation. War, I, 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 yeah, I think I've done well against War Convocation, or at the very least, uh, Cult Mechanicus against Katari. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. About, I don't know. If we've done Corn Demonkin against Warcon. No, I don't think we have. Okay. Well, but uh, it turned out that they were they were more than a match for Corn Demonkin. Yeah. He uh, he and his he had a Chaos Lord as his uh, warlord on a bike. Uh, <laughs> him and a unit of bikers charged my Rust Stalkers, and which is a very welcome and refreshing change. Yeah. Because normally my Rust Stalkers die in a hail of fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> they they're like you run them up. Yeah, they try yeah. <laughs> try to get in the combat. And then they die because they get shot. But he he uh, he rode his bikes up there and challenged them. And my Rust Stalker Princeps, like for three turns, um, was in was in combat with the uh, Chaos Lord. And I thought that was a, just by itself a victory. But the Rust Stalkers ended up with their transonic uh, transonic razors. Yeah, they were able to chew through his dogs. He he also had a unit of corn dogs join that assault. So I killed all the bikers and I killed <clears throat> I killed the corn dogs. That being said, though, that that assault also was joined by my robots. Once the robots oh, yeah. joined that assault, they just started tearing dogs apart, ripping them apart. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do with dogs. They, they, they twist them and then they tear them apart like that. Oh, that's because horrible. Because they're ro- robots. They're robots. They, they yeah. must kill. <laughs> that's what robots because do. They robots. Because they are robots. They must kill. They must kill. <laughs> That's right. You don't. Know we this. must kill. <laughs> Program to kill. Um, Pop. Yeah. So that so that game, that game, uh, we were having fun and time flew by, and so I remember we were like basically at the end of turn one, and then the uh, the, uh, the TO came by and he's like, okay, forty five more minutes left, and we're like, what, what, yeah. <laughs> wow. So we try to hurry up, but we ended up doing. I think just two turns. Jeez. I know, just two turns. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know why it took so long. I ended up winning that one uh, six to three. Um, I won the, the. I think I ended up winning the primary. We tied on the Maelstrom, and then, and I think I might have gotten first strike or something, or first. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that was fun. That was fun. And then my final uh, fight was against um, Sisters of Battle. Yeah. This was unexpected. We never. Yeah, I do not expect to run into Sisters Sisters of Battle. Battle, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is the game where I rolled horribly, just horribly. Everything just. I've never seen so many ones and twos in my dice. But and also my opponent was rolling rolling really well. Uh, But he played it really well. He he just I'd never seen so much Melta in one army. <laughs> right. Uh, he had a knight. And he had basically had a knight, and he had a bunch of sisters in rhinos and uh, what do they call repressors? I think yeah. called repressors. Apparently, I don't know, and I don't know this. I, I should look this up because um, I, I want to start a sisters army. They've got like five fire points. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you can basically, you know, um, shoot like the five of the sisters can shoot from the back of the if you turn them around, turn around the rhinos from the back. That's five fire points. Wow, that's fantastic. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so he awesome. used that. He used that to mm. to great effect. He also had a dread knight, and he had oh yeah the dread knight, the famed uh, the baby carrier. The yeah, 
<laughs> it, it's it's the baby carrier. It, yeah, it's the baby carrier. Uh, he had a dread knight, and then he had like a unit of gray knights. Um, Let's make space marines. They had like Inside those spear things, space like those marines. pauldron thing. Now, what do they call those those spear things? What spear is that? You mean the nemesis? I don't know. Wait, the, well, what? I don't know. They're green eyes that had like those, like those long bladed. I think they're nemesis halberds or something. Nemesis something, halberds, something. I think it's like nemesis demon. Yeah. The, their name, the green eyes weapons have like crazy names. Those yeah. Oh, names. so he first, first off, I first time playing green eyes. I've oh, never yeah. played against green eyes. And the first thing he does, he, of course, he went first, you know, and I yeah. failed to seize, of course. Um, First thing he does is that he teleports his dread knight right, right into um, right behind like my vanguard and my cataphron destroyers, right. So one time thirty inch teleport that the uh, green knights can use. So they they teleport right behind everybody, and the dread knight just wrecks house. Yep, it's, he's got some sort of awesome flame weapon, and he just flames, which of course ignores cover. Yeah, well, well it's a flame. It's uh, a temple weapon. It's a temple weapon. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Norris cover and then it just murders a bunch of dudes. Murders like, uh, like he, then he proceeds to fight your knight and then kill your knight. He killed my knight somehow uh, with a dread knight. Well, again, with my magic. my rolling, my rolling was horrible. My I just like I failed every save and then I failed to make every every attack. So um, I couldn't stomp him to death or anything. And he was shocked. He's like, I didn't expect this was going to go this yeah. way. <laughs> uh, dread knight would be uh, taking down a knight, but he kills my knight. He kills two of my uh, th- two out of the three of uh, the Cataphron destroyers that were in one unit, and then he uh, he had teleported his uh, his I guess nemesis Green Knights. I don't know these guys. These uh, this other unit of like Space Marine looking dudes, um, right next to my infiltrators. I told him about that that aura thing that, yeah, that yeah. debuff that they have, but he, I guess he'd forgotten about it. So those guys come in, and then uh, and then the flamers from the sisters. And some some shooting attacks from the, the Grey Knights reduced the infiltrators to, to two, just two, two of guys, them, to yeah. two guys. But then those two guys went into combat. They assault. They oh they, oh, they use their flechette pistols. Yeah, these little burst pistols. Two two of them. Yeah, that's ten shots. I had I had invoked the canicle that allowed them to reroll all their hits. Yeah, so they went in and they killed three of the Grey Knights Oops. just with flechette pistols. And then, and then the two remaining knights, uh, the two remaining infiltrators, went into uh, assault. One gets killed in Overwatch, so I'm just left with one infiltrator, and he proceeds to kill the other two knights, the two the two gray knights. Huh. That was awesome. And then that guy consolidates and then goes into Linebreaker area. Yeah. And then I'm able to deny like you know like two or three of his um, Maelstrom points just because this one single infiltrator is back there hiding. <laughs> right, but then he came in with all the sisters and all the Melta, and then um, he just started to systematically wipe out. Once my night went down, yeah, like everything started <laughs> getting destroyed. He moves up his night, <clears throat> kind of a moral victory. He moves up his night and he kills my Onager Dune Crawler. That's yeah. the other unit I had. Kills the Onager Dune Crawler. Comes in and uh, I challenge him with my robots. Oh yeah. And then he kills one of the robots uh, and during his attack, because the knight has higher initiative. Yeah. He kills one of the robots with his attack and stomp, kind of like stomps it to death. Or actually he didn't stomp it because we didn't even get to that initiative phase. But he just kills it with the attack with his D weapon. Yeah, yeah. My other robot happens to have two power fists. Yep. Right? Yep. I make all my hits uh, and I make, uh, I wound them. He fails all his rolls <laughs> and then I, his knight, boom, explodes. 
falls towards some of his sisters uh -huh. and takes out some of the sisters that were yeah. So I'm suddenly suddenly I'm winning willing sorry winning on kill points. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a kill point mission. He he ended up winning all the maelstroms. Um, yeah. He got some great um, some great roles. I got terrible roles. All my maelstroms were like I needed to like be on on his objective way over there, or I needed to have like. I don't know. I needed to have like most of my army within his deployment zone or something like yep. that. Just terrible roles, the whole the whole thing. He got great roles. So he wins all the Maelstrom. I win I win primary, which was the kill points. And then he had done he, he had, had done King he had of the taken Hill, the right? center, King of the Hill, which is a rule that says that I guess you have to take whoever has the most units in the middle, I guess wins King of the Hill. Yep. And um I didn't have anything mobile enough. Again, mobility in the Warcon is a liability. Yeah. So I ended up uh, losing King of the Hell. So I lost by one point, that one. That was really fun because I got to play sisters, and that was really great. I learned a lot about how they play and stuff, and I'd love to, you know, play sisters again or start a sisters army. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, also I learned that Dread Knights are awesome. No, oh, yeah, apparently. Uh, Grey Knights, Dread Knights. Yeah. <laughs> Grey Knights, Dread Knights. Grey Knights, Dread Knights. Yeah. Kaka. No, Grey Knights, Dread Knights. Grey Knights, Dread Knights. Dread Knights. I thought you said Dreadnoughts. No, dread, I said it's my Latin accent. It's Dread Knights. I said Dread your Knights. Latin, your Latin accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, fun. It was my first experience. Yep. Day started at 10 a.m. and then ended at 7 p.m. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was Warhammer all day. Warhammer all Man, day. Was it, it was tiring. All day only. It was tiring. <laughs> it was really fun. I think there were like 24 people in the tournament. I ended up getting 18th place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh wasn't the worst showing but no. uh obviously wasn't the best yep you know what it showed me that i'm probably not gonna take work on to lvo now don't oh. cry I, oh i, I and, um because yeah. it, it just yeah, it's just you know it. it's um it's a it tool for for more expert hands it can't uh, well yeah there's a lot of threats you couldn't respond to like that first army you faced uh I'm sure there'll be lists Tau, like that. Tau could have sort of, for Tau could have responded to that to some degree. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I could have like basically shot, uh, you know, four D missiles at his warlord knight, yeah. you know, and then at least kill one of the knights right on the off, off band, and I had and I had way more shooting power with uh, Tau. Yeah. Um. So I'm probably gonna take Tau. Is what it's, it's a easier to transport the models because, you know, Skitari and cult mechanics are fiddly and constantly yep. breaking so that's one thing two i'm just a lot more familiar with tau rules yeah three i tend to do better with tau and just you know castle up and shoot yeah so uh and, and i don't have to remember a thousand crazy rules yeah, yeah, yeah you don't have to remember that you don't have to remember all these like varying uh it's it's very uh yeah it's it's very easy to remember because you pay for a lot of uh any, any like crazy extra rules you have to like pay for specifically to deal with yeah. certain things, so it's easier to remember because you're like, oh, uh, I may take I a, have a response to that. I got Skyfire. I may take a Tau. I, I don't even have to take the Tau Hunter cadre. I could probably just take a, a Tau Cad. Yeah. And then either take a Sky Shield landing pad, which I'll use as a fire base, and then give everybody a four up invul and save with every against every kind of attack. Yeah. Or take the Void Shield generator. Yeah. You know, yeah, that one, yeah. So, yeah, 
What you do and in, in what you do uh, during the tournament? I read Fall of Cadia. That's right, Fall of Cadia. Okay, all right, great. That's a great transition because uh. we're, we're going to take a little break. Um, when we come back, now with extra, burn, we're going to get into the details of the Fall of Cadia. And just a warning here: we are totally going to get into spoiler territory. Yes. So if you haven't read Fall of Cadia, or if you haven't you know, read the spoilers already on the internet, then you're probably going to turn off that part of the podcast. Yep. We're going to talk about the models before we talk about the yeah, we're talk about, the, well, we're talking about the, the, yeah, the new, the new, the new units. Uh, yeah. All that. Okay. All that and more when we return. Yesterday on the fall of Cadia, both you and I have read through the book. Uh, yes, yes, we have. Both. It, it's one of the, the few book. books I actually read cover to cover, like every single page in that book. Huh. I started last night and then I finished it today a few hours ago. Um, and now, and it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It was more. It's more. Okay, for those who are looking for like a, like a rules filled book, it's not this that. Is, this is not that. This no. is like a cross. This is like. Like a weird in between state of novel and r- some rules, not a lot. It's got like the whole empiric storm, uh, warp storm rules where there's all these crazy like random effects happening on the battlefield. It's got three units and then like a few formations and, then, and a few det- like new two detachments. Yeah, two detachments and then and, it's got and some then missions. Two new and then two new relic tables. I think. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's it. That's what it's got for me. You're, you're buying this mostly for the story. Yeah. Um, and it's a grand one. It is a grand. It is a very All right. grand. Before we get one. into the story, which is spoiler ridden. Spoilers. This is, I, I can't. Spoilers. Yeah. You, guy. But we're not, we're not going to the spoilers yet. And we're not going to the spoilers yet. But <laughs> Before I'm, we I'm, get there, we're going to talk about the brand new models that get yep. introduced in the fall of Cadia and our impressions of those. So... Let's um let's let's open up the fall of Cadia. What do we got here? It. So we got let's start off with uh, our our big old big boyfriend, Bellis Belisarius Call. Call the Arch Archmagus Dominus. All right. First off, the car- uh, the uh, model is amazing looking. He, he does look great. Uh, fantastic. Probably the pinnacle of thoroughly Blanche GW three D sculpting. It is awesome. More fiddly bits than anything else I've ever seen. Yeah, Just fantastic. Lots of fiddly bits. Um, um, so he looks fantastic. Looks great. Two hundred points. Yeah, you, you get this freaking. But t- what does he go, What does he come with for two hundred points? For two hundred points, I mean, yeah. beyond his toughness, six. Well, let's go through the stats. Let's go through the stats. One skill five. Let's go five. Strength five. Toughness six. Mm-hmm. Three wounds. Initiative three. Wait, three wounds? I thought it was more than that. Oh, sorry, five wounds. Five wounds. I misread that. Yep. Initiative three. Attacks three. Leadership ten. And a two-up armor save. What does he else does he get? He gets the arc scourge, which is essentially haywire. You can be using it as a haywire weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Graph of Power X, Mechadendroid Hive, which I think gives you additional like strength four attacks, uh, as well as a um, haywire attack and initiative one haywire attack and initiative ten. Oh, that's cool. Uh, 
the Scryer Skull. I think that's for mysterious objectives. The Refractor Field. He's got extra canicles. He's got extra canicles that he imbues to himself and people that are twelve within twelve inches of him. So he has an aura effect. Yeah, he has an aura him. of canicles. Yeah. Uh, he's just got regular canicles as well. Um, he's got feel no pain. Independent character, and he's very bulky because he's he's a big guy. He's up on those hamburgers. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's got kind of a gut, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's got an armored gut. Yes. Kind of- an armored gut. Right. Oh, and he regains D3 wounds uh, every turn. Every single turn. That's fantastic. Because, you know. Oh, and he rerolls, uh, if he's your ward, he rerolls failed feeling pains. Oh, sh- All right. So he's toughness six, five wounds. And he's got a strength 10, AP1, mastercrafted melt to weapon. Right. Oh, my with, God. With assault D3. I, okay, he's 200 points. I think he's worth it. Yeah. I'd totally, to- worth it. totally worth it. My only concern for him is that he's a bit... Well, I mean, he's he has he shares the problem of the Colt Mech and Skitari and that he's a bit slow. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be slow. Yeah, again, they have no transports, nothing fast. Yeah, so he'll just sort of... But he's, for what he is, he's... Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's just he's super I, tough. I would take him over a tech... Uh, tech priest uh, anytime. I'm, I'm not sure actually. Tech priest like, is 105 so. points, and then you upgrade him with the other relics and stuff. Well, you're using, oh well, if you're using if you're the work on, you're getting free. You're getting it for free. But if you're not, then but if you're if well, if you're not, then yeah, sure, I'm gonna take. Both but this guy's just so awesome. I mean, try getting like cool. slay the warlord with this guy. Uh, I guess you need like you need like uh, either um, a lot of power fist attacks. Yeah. Uh, maybe D weapon. Does he have eternal warrior? No, no, he does not. So if you oh, had okay. like, so if you had some sort of instant death weapon, you could, you could poke him, and then he'd, he'd, he'd go down. Okay, so knights could stomp him. Uh, you or poisoned. Poison, poison would be good. Oh, poison. Like would if be I played death guard and got that pus cleaver. Right. Sounds horrible. Or dark eldar could probably poison. Dark eldar could do it, but. Right. Yeah, I don't think they get close enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's awesome. I I I think he's of the new triumvirate of the Imperium. I think he's far and away the best character. All right, We're, and worth the points. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, so and now, well, let's talk about his um his, his what his his canicles. Oh yeah, he, his can. Oh yes, his so canicles. So what, what do his canicles do? Uh, well, we got it works in the same system as the rest of them. With the the more the, units you have yep. in your army that are that can get canicles, the better the benefit. So we have the harmony of metallurgy. Okay. Which is um, basically it will not die in its lowest form, and then if you have them all the units, yeah, eight plus, you it's will it will not die except you make three rolls. <laughs> three rolls for it will not die. Oh my! So it's almost guaranteed you're going to get at um, least one. At least when your wounds at back. At least one. Wow. Um. So then we have the utterance of neutralization, which is um increased ballistic skill. Mm-hmm. And if it's um, highest form, it's plus three ballistic skill. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Especially, well, I, I was thinking for like grav weaponry, since they don't, since the uh, destroyers don't get Skitari, uh, the Skitari doctrina. Yeah, wow. That's useful. Then there's the war hymno, hymno of fortitude, which is invuln save. As far as like six up, then it goes to four up at its highest, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Which is actually, yeah, if you're going to get shot a lot, that might be a, that's a, that's a good thing to have. So yeah, he, that, I think that's probably one of the best parts about him. 
Anything, anything that affects your army at what, like anything that helps the rest of your army with a warlord, really does boost his tactical viability. Does he's got an invol save? Uh, yeah, he's got a refractor field. He's okay, got a five so up. that's a five up. There, five there's up. a later on. We'll get into the relics, but I think the relics can improve that too. Uh, can they? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think there's a relic that improves that. Oh, cool. All right, all right. Who's next? Uh, Celestine. All right, the living saint. Oh, no, this um, is also her two bodyguard models are included automatically in the 200 points. Right, 200 points. So what, what are her stats? Uh, weapon skill 7, ballistic yep. skill 7, Okay. strength 3, toughness 3, so she's still a human. Yep. Uh, 5 wounds, not that human. Initiative 7, uh, attacks 5, uh, leadership 10, a 2-up armor save, and her buddies have... Uh, it looks like they have cannon S stats. Weapon skill is five, ballistic skill four, strength four, three, toughness three, two wounds each. Mission four, uh, two attacks, leadership ten, free up armor saves. She gets, their buddies get bullet pistols and power swords. <laughs> Y'all get frag and crack grenades. Right. So the holy hand grenade. <laughs> of Antioch. Holy hand grenade of Antioch. Yeah. And she gets adamantium will in case psychers. She doesn't want to get Magnus'd. Eternal Warrior, yep. for her specifically. Oh, that's interesting. Um, which is helpful. Yep. Fearless. Yeah. Uh, hit and Run. That's cool. That's cool. Right there. That's hit great. Run. Uh, independent Character. And Saintly Blessings, which allow her to essentially um, activate like um, certain buffs to units that are within 12 inches of her. So that's helpful. Before we get into the buffs, you had a theory um, about Saint Celestine because her her stats are eerily similar to, if not the same, as a demon prince. D uh, no, what? Uh, okay, uh, no, no, aren't I, I demon was, princes? Okay, uh, you didn't say that, you didn't say that, but once you started reading the the stats, aren't demon princes weapon skill and ballistic skills seven? No, they're weapon skill nine, ballistic skill five. Oh, um, okay. The but no, but your your my theory, theory, my theory, theory. ties into the fluff. That's later. Okay. My theory ties into the fluff, and I'm not. I don't think I'm the only one who thought who's thought of this. Okay. Um, but we'll go. We'll go over my theory later. Okay. We'll review the story. So her buddies got, they got four up in vuln saves, and they automatically take hits for her. Uh, so they're just throwing themselves in front. Uh, of automatic uh, lookout sirs. You just imagine them constantly throwing themselves. Lookout saint. Just flailing. <laughs> <laughs> Move. Right. And then she has the power to raise him from the dead. Uh, yeah, she does. She has the power to rain. Like, I think it's one at a time. Yeah. Uh, and it has to be within uh, two inches of... Yeah, so you, so you set them up two inches. Yeah, she's got a power that yeah. could could raise her bodyguards back from the dead, which is great. Which is good. Uh, she's got an orbital, like an orbital strike thing, which apparently is like the Emperor's, Emperor's Vengeance. I guess that she just calls upon Emperor Energy. Yeah. And it's a strength fate. AP three, large blast. That's orbital. So it's orbital. if it misses, it's going to go two d six, no matter what your ballistic. <laughs> it's it's re, it'd be real awkward if it hit her own people. Hey, maybe they weren't that emperor's, good. And the emperor's, emperor's providence. <laughs> it's it's the emperor's will. <laughs> yeah, the suspicion incurs. Um, so we have martyrdom. Yeah, which is uh, she was as a casualty. Oh. Um, if she's removed as a casualty during the fight, all uh, friendly units that have active faith, which is sisters of battle thing, mm -hmm. 
automatically pass all leadership tests until the end of the next turn. So essentially, she gets her own fearless when she dies. Right. Uh, right. Then miraculous intervention. Basically, if she dies, you can roll a leadership check. It's 10, so you're probably going to make it. Uh, and if you pass it, she comes back to life. Full wounds. Full wounds. Um, and she can even she can even use her healing tears to resurrect one of her one of her ladies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she can just come back to life, and you don't get to slay the warlord if she is your warlord until <laughs> right. you kill her twice. Permanently. <laughs> you have to kill her twice. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. After tw- second time, she's like, okay, yeah, it's done. Um. Oh, and her warlord trait is um. They all friendly models are within twelve inches of her use her leadership when they're taking active faith and war him tests. So, so those taking, uh, yeah. War him. That means a priest. My favorite. Your like, fate. That's your favorite. That's thing. one of my favorite your, characters. It's your favorite. He's so things. cheap. He's 25 points and he gives you the ability to reroll your saves. Uh, he's slow though. So, he, yeah. yeah. Again, he's slow. His leadership is seven. Not yep. great. So, but, but, but with Celestine next to him, <laughs> So, so put more, the, put more the and priest. More, more and more points are being invested into this slow-moving yeah. Death Star. <laughs> it is a slow-moving Death Star, but it is a <laughs> Death Star nonetheless. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um. Oh, and she's got like a plus two strength, AP three, armor bane, melee weapon. Man, this is she. And she. She and the priest put them in a Death Watch unit, and that's gonna. That's just gonna slowly crush things. A, turtle, a death watch a, unit? Why a death watch? A turtle unit? of death. Because turtle of death. <laughs> yeah. Slow. Why death? Why death watch? Because you've got so many tools in there, and you can also have like terminators at the front, you know, that are going to reroll their their two ups or their five up inborn saves because of the priest, right? And we'll be using Celestine to make sure that the warhim goes off from the priest. It'll automatically pass it. Yeah. Right. Or use or use the. I think there is a formation that, that allows automatic passing of the um, of the war hymns and stuff. So anyway, uh, but yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's great. You can you can create like this little Death Star of Death Watch with Celestine fighting and then coming back to life and then using her leadership to make sure that her rerolls or everybody's rerolls are in place. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's very it's very slow moving. Um, uh, six inches. You're moving six inches around. I mean, you, you. I guess you can put them in a drop pod. Oh, I don't think I don't think you put Celestine in a drop pod. Oh, you can't do that then. Is she uh, is she bulky or very bulky? No, she just got it's just her and three, three other and not three two other ladies. Is she listed as having like jetpacks or jump packs? Uh, no, she's not. She's, she's not, just a jump character. A jump character. So I think that might be that it might entail bulkiness. Um, so they're yeah. all bulky then. Yes. I forget the rule, but I don't think you can put jump packs yeah. in a drop pod. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. So I don't right. think it's viable. Anyway. Could she dream strike? You would, she's a jump character, yeah. Yeah, that she would. <laughs> all right. But then put her in with some Vanguard bets. Well, all righty then. <laughs> the priest will just like, I'll meet you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you put you put a drop pod with the priest and your, your other... You know, death, sure. death Watch guys, and then she like joins them, right? And then they go off and kill stuff. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'm just trying to figure it out. All right, I like Celestine. I think she's a okay, cool model. Pretty good rules. Not as good as Belisarius Call, but still pretty good rules, and would be definitely fun to play. So next is Grayfax, the new Inquisitor. 150 points. Well, oh, first off, what do you think of the model? 
besides the high heels and and, <laughs> and, the, and the little like candle oh yeah on those, her head. those are dumb those look dumb the, i i know i get that she is a, a inquisitor that is I mean, I guess if they're, I guess if maybe they're space high heels and they don't impede her walking. <laughs> they're like magnets, they're, like a Star magnet. Trek boots. Yeah, so it's it's fine. Guys, don't worry. Yeah. We're, we're, we're it, in. It's dumb. Yeah, the high heels in space are dumb. I mean, what happened to Kyle? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, 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 It would it, make sense if she was like, if she takes up like a non-combative role. Right. But she doesn't. She's on the middle of the battlefield. So, you know. Right. right. High heels, not the best for moving around see i okay so the canonist of viridian the the old model that got resurrected yeah yeah she also has, the, uh, the she old, also got she also has high heels but that makes sense because it's it's like total 80s john blanche yeah I, kind I, of a thing that's more like okay it's of the time it's stylistic and it's, like, and it's just it's yes. it's fun it just that's yeah like, by the way i got one of those yeah i know i, I, forgot, I, I forgot to mention that i got I one of those um that makes sense for GW now so to do it, I'm to like, do it mm, it's like, yeah, really. If you want to make her taller, just dumb. make her taller. Right. That's all you need to do. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. This, and the hat with the the like, hat. The, you never like the pilgrim hat. I'm fine with the pilgrim hat. I just don't like the candle. Like she's Cotton Mather, like judging witches from the 1600s. But yeah, she is judging as as with we will candle? see with her special rule. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's just too much. It's too on it's point. It's it's too historically on point. It's ridiculous. It's too historically on point. Uh. I don't know. I think it's I think it's funny. Uh, so, weapon skill plus so four, strength toughness three, three wounds, initiative four, three attacks, leadership ten, three up armor save. She's got mastercrafted the condemner bolt gun, which is essentially just causes perils. Uh, for for psychers. For psychers, mastercrafted power sword, frag crack. Um, <laughs> She's got she's got, she's got the fried crack. <laughs> Special kind of crack in the forty first millennium. Um right. she got psych out grenades. Uh she got the psyoculum, which is BS ten against psychers. Um her war trait is that infiltrators cannot set up twenty four inches near her. That's great. So eat it, Alpha Legion. <laughs> um independent character prefer enemy psychers, uh ironically a psyker herself master level two yeah in, uh, in telepathy right yeah she's stubborn she's got indomitable will which means her master level always counts higher mm -hmm. in than a an enemy psychers when like determining um deny the witch rolls yeah yeah uh so she's got she can generate two powers from telepathy as well as an aura of oppression which essentially she can make a non-vehicle unit within 12 inches of her make a pinning test but even if that passes, test is passed that target unit cannot run they cannot turbo boost and they can't perform sleeping advance or fire overwatch yeah um which is actually that can be good if it's like let's say you're dealing with freaking eldar jet bikes Right. You can go. Uh, 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 no, that's exactly uh, what I was thinking. She's like against certain like psychic heavy Actually, armies. Actually, she'd be good against Eldar because yeah. she's she's like, hey Farseer, hey Farseer, hey Farseer, <laughs> perils. <laughs> exactly, she'd be great against Eldar. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, yeah. So that's cool. Um, also, alternatively, you can use three warp charge points and make it a bubble of that. So whoever is within twelve inches of her, that's an enemy. I like her rules that. more than I like her model. Um, I'm a little iffy on the model, and I don't like the whole um, cross, you, crossbow she's holding. 
I, I like it. No, I'm like, not crazy about it. Also, she's 150 points. Yeah. So is is she 50 points more valuable than Cody is? Uh, against against psychers. Psychers. Yes. Against psych- If you're doing See, with psychers. Yeah, so I think she's a specialized tool. She's very, if she's you're very gonna fight anything with psych- psychic uh, abilities and or anything that generates a lot of psychic points, like demons or Eldar, then she's a great take. But otherwise, um, I'd rather just spend 100 points and get Cody as. Yeah. 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 All right. She's she's sort of like a she's like a diet Colexus assassin. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. No, I think she's probably better than that. I I would take her over Colexus assassin. Really? I the, the, the Colexus assassin. No, I know super mean. You, you can only cool. you can only hit him on snapshots. Infiltrates one inch away from. No 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 no. no Remember how she can like appear one inch away from. Um, that's Caldas. Oh, that's the Caldas. You're right. I'm talking about Cole- I'm talking oh, about the, anti- the anti-psyker. Oh no no I oh no Collect's assassin's better. Yeah yeah yeah. Collect's yeah. assassin's better. Sorry, yeah, I, I was confusing Caldas. Uh, and... yeah. yeah. Oh well, why not use both? Why not both? A Caldas. Why not and, uh, Inquisitor. You mean Collect's and Inquisitor? Oh, sorry, Collect's and uh, Greyfax. Yeah, if you really if you really yeah. hate psychers. Right. Uh yeah. So that's all right. So that's our that's our talking of the characters. Right. Um, all, all in all, take a look. There's also some formations in here. Yeah. They're fluffy. I don't think that there are any. They're like, there's, there's nothing, nothing amazing. amazing. There's exactly. nothing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing amazing. Nothing amazing. Um, but it's it's there's some fluffy stuff that's cool. Yeah. Uh, like t- there's this big old like mixed detachment of just like you can mash up all. It's a monster mash of all your yeah. favorite armies of the Imperium peoples. Except but, I noticed I don't think um, I don't think a lot of the other the specialized like uh space marine chapters are in there like blood angels and dark angels oh no they're not they're not they're this is pretty much primarily uh, black templars if you're going to any space marines it's called the castellans of the imperium detachment yeah it's it's a lot of and it's it's, 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 it's sort of like the greatest hits among the astro militarum the inquisition um, some space marines and some uh cult mech and skatari uh so it allows you to mix all those things up including lords of war so I actually came up with a list. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> two ministorum. You have priests. to take you have to take a minimum of two to four HQs. Okay. So you you came up with two ministorum priests, uh, four scout squads, followed by a knight, or two knights. Two knights. Two knights, uh, knights and a, and a storm, storm lord. lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's the list. That's the list. That's my list. Three lords of war, two priests, and four scout squads. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you just there take, you go. At um, that point, you just take Unbound. For this, you get um, Zealous Defenders. All units in this detachment have the Hatred Special Rule. However, if this detachment's force organization chart contains the maximum number of units, excluding troops, then all the units in the detachment have the Zealous Special Rule. And then here's the one I like the most. Flock to the front line. Each time a troops unit from this detachment is completely destroyed, roll a D6. On a 5+, plus, you can immediately... Place a new unit into ongoing reserves that is identical in terms of the original number of models, weapons, and upgrades to the unit that was just destroyed. This new unit counts as being part of the original detachment, so roll of D6 as described above. If they are subsequently destroyed... Oh, so so, so roll of D6 as described above if they are subsequently destroyed. Victory points are awarded as normal for new units in this detachment that have been completely destroyed. So it allows you to basically get troops back if they die under the five plus roll okay so why don't we take a little break when we come back we're going to talk about the fluff we're going to talk about the, the story the meat of this yeah 
the the hundred plus pages oh. of uh, story that make up the fall of Cadia. All that and more when we return. guys have not read the fall of katie yet we advise that we say goodbye at this point because the rest of the podcast is dedicated to the story of the fall of katie and it and will have spoilers of person yeah. listening to this right so but if I you don't care out there if you don't care and you want to get some spoilers now you want to get our take on the story then please listen but you've been warned okay this is yeah okay okay all right let's 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 begin the tale which we will read the entire note. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, wow, what a spoiler. Um, <laughs> this is the 14-hour version. Okay, so basically, it, it starts off with um, Creed going, oh, this sucks. Um, because uh, Black Crusades sort of, start, sort of started. It was repelled, seemingly. Uh, and But Creed's not happy. And he's like, oh, more guys are coming. Everyone's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, more guys are coming. And then more guys do come because apparently, apparently, um, they've sort of retconned it to where the initial, we thought the Black Crusade had, was currently like a meat grinder. That's, that was apparently the first wave. Yeah. That was just the first wave. That was like, that was like, that was like all like the recently turned, like whatever war bands, uh, Sons of Mouse or whatever. Um, so that he just sent in front before like the actual like big boys came out to play yeah so creed creed knows that yeah. um there's more likely to come and and he also knows that it's unlikely he's going to be able to get reinforcements yeah and so what did he does this like freak he does this plan where he's like okay i need all my psychers to to send a message try as hard as you can guys and right. send a message to whoever's out there listening. So there's kind of a horrific scene oh, yeah. where he's rounded up all the psychers and he enlists the help of the cult mechanic as some Magos has got them all like wired up. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred of them. And he's got one one remaining astropath yeah. as the focal point yeah. who's just like hung up and he's like obviously in pain and he's going to be channeling all the psychic energy through him to get out one last desperate message yeah. out to Terra to say, send help. Yep. Please, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they they flip the switch, yeah. And then all the psychers start like like exploding like light bulbs, <laughs> and it, and then the mago says, "Well, as we projected, ninety two percent mortality rate in the grim darkness of the forest." <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was that was pretty grim. Yeah, it was a it was a grim scene. Yeah. Grim, um, and grim then death. and then uh, so they don't know whether the message gets through or not, but yeah, um, but, but Creed continues to like like train his uh, his he, cadence. He's drilling his peeps 
yeah. all day and night. Uh, first off, uh, Castellan Creed is um, awesome in this. He we don't really hear too much about him before then, and suddenly he really is the focal point yeah, of this the, book. He is leading the defense of Cadia, and yeah. he is sort of the spirit and the, the rallying cry for all the Cadians. Um, especially his unit, the Acadian Eighth. Yeah, and he's constantly just shouting at everyone who's gonna who's listening. Cadia stands. Cadia stands. stands. Cadia stands. That's that's their rallying cry. Yeah, you know, Cadia's not fallen. Cadia stands. Uh, and uh, the story progresses with basically the 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 first attacks coming from um, Abaddon's you yeah. know uh, new crusade hitting the waves of or hitting uh, hitting Cadia. Yeah, and then and then his main well there's that first and then his main fleet shows up um complete like whatever whatever ships are standing in front of him annihilated in like seconds right it's like not even a problem kate's defenses like orbital defenses are, like he's, fall he's brought a blackstone fortress yeah and and they uh, explain what black the blackstone basically like are like death stars yeah they're death so stars. they're like old technology that was a number of these ships that could basically were planet killers and most of them have been destroyed or accounted for the only they were destroyed in like the war he got them in yeah that, right. That, that was what that the war was over. Um, but there's two of them that may or may not have, but it turns out that Abaddon's got one of them. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. And so he brings that in. Uh, he tries to blow up the planet right off the right off the bat. He just tries to blow up the planet. But apparently the Archmagos, or whatever, not the Archmagos, the, um, a lot of the, uh, I guess, the tech, the tech priests had been working on something that wouldn't, it wouldn't um, block the uh, beam. I guess it's warp energy it's firing out. It, it, kind of, it, it sort of disperses it. It disperses it. So they're so, able to protect it the, on, on that that one go around. But it, it kind of like, you know, shorts everything out after it's, it's like a one use kind of defense. Yeah. And there's and there's quite a few during this. There's quite a few asides that we have to like our other characters. Like um, we see Belisarius Call is like trying to he's working on he's working on this planet and he's like doing this, I guess, archaeological dig as it's being invaded by orcs. Yeah, um, he's investigating sort of pylon technology. Yeah, this this these pylons are being discovered across he, different Imperium planets, and, he was, and they're oh. most they're most prominent on Cadia, but calls on a different planet, and uh, and the Shadow Seer basically and the Shadow Seer shows up. Yeah, an and Eldar it, Shadow Seer shows and up, and it's basically like, hey, those like stop the warp from being more of a thing. So yeah. that uh, thing you're researching, keep researching it. Do it. Yeah. Do, do what you want. Keep doing it. Do it. it. So, um, so he spends as much of his time as he can yeah. on this planet and he fights the orcs, but eventually he's forced to retreat um, and he shows up on Cadia. He does show up on and oh, And then the other side, though. Yeah. Is uh, uh, good old Trazen. Yeah. Good old Trolzen. <laughs> Trazen the Infinite. Trazen. The Necron. Basically, um, I guess some of his stuff gets smashed because this um, one of the pieces of his collection, I guess it's a bell of a saint starts ringing and it creates these like crazy reverberating sound waves that destroy like like a like a small but meaningful portion of his collection, like, collection and he gets kind of mad yeah and so he's like what's that all about hmm it, it did 13 tolls mm, uh yeah. so he kind of puts some things together and he decides to go to Cadia. Yeah, he decides to go to Cadia because he's like, I am, I might be able to get some stuff there. And <laughs> sort of offer his help, but he does. He might come as either a quote-unquote thief or savior. Or th th thief or savior, yeah. Thief or savior, yes. Um, right. 
So he so uh, at this point, Belisarius calls there, and he kind of like uh, introduces himself him. to to call. Yeah, and the, he's like, "Dude, these pylons are super important." And Creed's like, "Oh, well, now we have to defend it." Um, yeah. another 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 aside another side is, is um on Terra. I don't even know how this happened, by the way. What? I'm not even sure how they got into like orbit. Let alone like got on the planet. Yeah, but um, but Bellacor, Bellacor, and the, the Iron the, Warriors, the demon, yeah, show up on on Earth on yeah. Terra. Um, and Bellacor goes, "I can do the Black Crusade even better than you could." Right, uh, Abaddon, and then he starts. He tries to take over the the Imperial Fists, um, like fortress, space fortress, the space fortress, the Phalanx, the Phalanx, yeah. and. He tries to like corrupt. He gets a bunch of warp sniffs to try to corrupt it, so that way he can control it. Um, and he kind of succeeds. And at first he does. And, and, then, and then the phalanx is basically that they turn their guns on themselves and destroy the part of the ship that's been corrupted. Yeah, and, and they eject it. And then and then he then his like then his plan starts falling apart. And there's this confrontation where it's him and a bunch of demons fighting it out. And then he stops getting his demonic reinforcements from the gods because they're like, mm, yeah, this was stupid. And Velcro's like, no, and then he dies. Yeah. So uh, but not really because he's a demon. Right. Dude, he goes so. back to the Hematurium. Back to the warp right. review guy. And then, and then, actually, it should be noted, however, Legion of Dam show up. Oh, yeah. They they help in the fight against Bellacors. They silently show up and they kind of turn the tide in the battles that are happening within the, the Phalanx. And so they turn the tide for the, for the Crimson Fists. Right, Imperial Fist. Imperial Fist, right, for the Imperial Fist. And so that was right. And then they stay. And then they weirdly stick around. And the Imperial Fist are like, "What's? They're supposed yeah. to. They're supposed to go now." The Legion of the Dam just sort of stick around. Don't and say anything. They're just like they're hanging just, they're around. Just stand around. Just stand like, around, mm, motionless, on fire. On that fire. thing. That thing <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, you know, fire you could toast marshmallows their on their They're head. like Ghost Rider. They are like yeah. Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, uh, so some so the Phalanx uh, determines that Kadia needs help. Yep. And so it basically uses the it jumps into the into the Cadian system. Yep. But but the Phalanx is described as an awesome, amazing giant space fortress yeah. that has seen better days. So it's kind of like wounded. It's kind yeah. of like not in full repair. It's not it's not great, you know. Yeah. But it's still the it's, most awesome it's still thing that rad. the Imperium has in terms of like a you know spaceship slash fortress. Yeah. So once it shows up, it really buttresses the defense of Cadia. Yeah, and, and it, actually, it, doesn't it take out? It takes out the Blackstone Fortress. Oh uh, well, yeah, oh yeah. So at, at some point, the Blackstone it, it basically targets and goes after the Blackstone Fortress, which is that giant planet killer that Abaddon yeah. has, and literally rams into it. Yeah, rams into it, destroying it. Right, or destroying like the center piece. Yeah, the center piece of it. Like, of so, it. so so powers you, off. Right. Um, so, so while you, this is happening, yeah, on like on Cadia, uh, there's this defense going there's this um there's this mass landing being instituted by the black legion um headed by a guy called a demon prince called uh your canthos your canthos uh he's the um apparently the commander of the black fleet so he's he's their naval guy i don't know why he's a demon prince <laughs> but i mean I, he, he got ascended i think recently or something like that so he gets so he got us in recently. Um and him, uh the hounds of Abaddon, which are essentially his corn subset, yeah, uh go in and do the siege on this um 
base called Cadia Secundus. Yeah, they're there to turn off a piece of equipment, basically destroy a piece of equipment that is and that's preventing the black the the warp dispersion thing that's preventing the Blackstone Fortress from right. blowing up Cadia. Right, and he actually does this. Yeah, he actually he, makes it all the way through. They 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 are able to get through and do their mission. Yeah, um, but it, by the point that he does it, it doesn't matter anymore. Right, because the phalanx is already pretty much you know damage the blackstone fortress but hey you're um in the midst of all of that there's a lot of fighting a lot of cadians die um <laughs> it, it's reported that uh that one of the units i think like the, the, the 33rd turns tail and runs yeah yeah and so and they come back and and redeem themselves later yeah <laughs> but but even even the uh under even under creed that you know the the onslaught is so so tremendous that that uh cadian defenders at some point run yeah right in the midst of all of these battles um the black templars are there as are the sisters of battle the uh, order of the martyred lady is there yeah of our martyred lady. and then they, they uh, describe two two canonesses that fight this demon yeah and he he kills, he kills both of them yeah he kills both of them and Gilles later on, turns off the thing um right later he comes back up after the thing's been turned off celestine's arrived celestine arrives and then resurrects the two dead yeah. canonesses they first, become because the first account was like yeah lady you're not gonna be able to beat me it's you and what army and, and then <laughs> celestine goes uh i don't got an army but i got these two ladies so that's yeah cool. so he resurrects the canonesses they become uh celestine's bodyguards yep yeah and that's and that's, and that's to their origin that's, that's their, origin their origin story and so they proceed to wreck Demon House. Uh, well, we never see the battle. Um, we never think we ever we, see. We the, don't see the battle. We, we, we see, just, we just we know. see Creed basically throwing the body of the demon over the walls, yeah. the defenders' walls, just like tumbling down over the walls. Yeah, that was which funny. you know everyone goes crazy and happy, and of course <clears throat> saps the will of the uh, of chaos forces. Yeah. The um, yeah. So basically, it didn't go well, but in the end, Celestine shows up. Uh, so that sort of helps. That really helps. Um, also, Trazin shows up well, around the time Arik Magos shows up because they're working. Because after the defense of this uh, base, Abaddon gets pissed and wants to make and actually goes on the planet. Meanwhile, the Arch the Arch Magos um, is researching the Pylons and he goes to this underground place, and this is where what the second like big battle will take place right and along with trazen who's like i know how these things work so uh if you you want to know how those uh work because i was there when they were erected you got it i'm you're the only guy yeah. i'm your man uh which the archmagos isn't happy about but it's like whatever i'll i'll, I'll listen it. to you I'll listen i guess to guy. it's data yeah it's data oh also space wolves Dark Angels, I believe, are there. So yeah, yeah Space Wolves and Dark Angels. Oh, uh, yeah, well, uh, the Wolfen play a role. Uh, the, the Space Wolves are there, and they seem to not want to agree to be part of the official like defense plans yeah. because they're hiding the fact like that, that like a lot of them are Wolfen, wolfen and yeah. turn into werewolves, and and so you hear their howls. Uh, you know, like the defenders hear the howls of the Space Wolves and Wolfen as they're going around killing chaos at night. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I, there's this one thing that like it which sort of alludes to what happened in Wrath of Magnus. It was a little funny moment where it, I think it's um it's Creed talking to uh it's Creed talking to I think Orvin Heifel. Who's one of the Space Wolf leaders. He's one, he's one of the Space Wolf leaders. And he's like, Oh, um can we get um reinforcements from Fenris? 
And Orvin just doesn't say anything. He just sort of glares at him. Just gives like a death stare. I, I guess not. And Creed's like, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, I guess not. I'm not going to ask about yeah. that. Uh, um, yeah. So. So at one point, Trazen, in order to help out, yeah. like a desperate battle that's going on where uh, Avedon's troops are basically uh, about to overwhelm Belisarius' call and stop his, his messing with the pylons. <laughs> Trazen uh, pulls out his Tesseract yeah. and then releases a whole bunch of trapped collect- oh, that was so collectors. Funny. That was so funny. So he releases Inquisitor Grey. Greyfax, who apparently was a part of the collection. Yeah, and she's That's not how happy. That's she gets factored in the story. And she's got with her like a whole like whole bunch of uh, like, like, Tempestus Scions. Yeah, she got a whole bunch of Tempestus Scions. Like Capic Eagles, which is a cool name. Yeah. So uh, they come out. A bunch then- of Horus Heresy Ultramarines come in all <laughs> confused. Like, who are these who? guys we're fighting? Right, and why is their heraldry not as ornate? What, what is what's the deal? <laughs> but then, but then they realize, oh, well, there's chaos. Here. Uh, so it's, we'll it's chaos, start killing fine. chaos, dudes. Um, yeah. Some Forstarians who are apparently in stasis, yeah. and they're like the throwing up show. everywhere, and like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, Vestroians are all sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> too much vodka. Too much. <laughs> so those yeah. got so that's that's a neat little scene. Yeah, but yeah. suddenly they all these collect the museum uh, pieces suddenly show up and are in the middle of a fight. They were, they start fighting. There was this great moment, though. This is during the like the actual cave thing. There's a great moment a little bit before that, like where Creed, I guess, is on like a like one of the um, drop pad, like the one of the drop pads, directing traffic, I guess, in a in a battle. And Abaddon and the bringers of the spear, all tell his bodyguard, all teleport onto the drop pad, and it's basically like the Darth Vader scene from um like the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One where he's where Creed acts as the data <laughs> and he's like tried, like um Abaddon and his Terminators are just mowing guys down his bodyguard like um Creed's bodyguard um Color Sergeant uh Krell. Kel 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 Color Sergeant Kel basically shoves him onto a Valkyrie says go 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 and then Abaddon's like mm I guess I'll just have to crush you to death instead. Right. And then And then Color Sergeant Kell though like spits his defiance and like Cadia stands. Cadia stands. And, and then, then Abaddon goes, Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. <laughs> crush crush him. him. Right. So so that's like one of the major characters, like a character that we oh. have in the Astromel Terran book. Yeah, he is like Color Sergeant Kell is now killed, one of the first sort of casualties of the war. It's it's Creed's best bro. Yeah, Creed's and he who's president. been who's been saving Creed throughout like the story. Yeah, and now he's one last. Finally, yeah. There's these are a bunch of like little scenarios throughout. Yeah, like they like introduce a... like this House Raven, which is a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah, Imperial yeah. knights cool. that was cool. led by a Baroness, and they're like they're overwhelmed, but they're like and they're, they're fighting. They're, they're doing all their, their best war against machines. this. Uh, they're doing the best against essentially a traitor. Like a the legion of traitor titans, right? And so they're they're doing their they're best, losing a battle, but but it's it's yeah. it's bad. And so so you get to hear their stories. There's also the one nineteenth, which is a Valkyrie unit yeah. that goes around destroying. And they do some key stuff to basically destroy, you know, some air, air um, forces of the um, of the chaos groups. And so you get these little stories of these different units all valiantly fighting and dying ultimately. Yeah, uh, as as they try to buy some time. Um, for Cadia. But it eventually all like it all like comes to a head in the cave. Yeah. Um, where basically Abaddon's just mowing people down with his Terminators. A yeah. bunch of Black Legion are in there and they're going after Creed. 
uh, and Saint Sal. And there's but, this but let's take let's take a stop here because at a certain point it became clear, and it we'll 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 find out why yeah. that Abaddon really has has beaten Cadia. But, yeah. but he decides to he does, personally. He, he he's basically this he's been humiliated fight. for twelve crusades. He, well, he te- well technically we find out that he wasn't. That he wasn't. But but, but he like, yeah. So he decides he, to personally like rub their faces in it. He's like and lead the final you know, fall of Cadia and, yeah. and take kill Creed and then like basically declare victory. Yeah. So out of pride, he, he shows up down. in this in this you know underground cave and have this big fight. Yeah. Like, you've been keeping Creed. You've been just a pain in my ass, <laughs> right? So, uh, so he goes down to take and, and he's a, and basically Creed is like shooting at him. He yeah. actually wounds him, but and he really no, I don't he, think he, he wounds. He I think he kills a Terminator. He kills he, a Terminator and then he he actually shoots Abaddon and causes a livid wound on his forehead. <laughs> All right, a livid and then wound. Abaddon like, grabs him and um, then lifts him up like, and starts immediately he, like he, crushing them to death. Yeah, but he also like like um, does he hurl? No, he injures his arm. Remember that? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he I think he, he like cut, cuts off some fingers. He cuts off his fingers and like he, 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 he like, like destroys one I of think Creed's he, arms. He was trying to disarm him, so he yeah. used that. Um, and so he gets it. He starts mocking him, crushes, starts crushing him to death. Saint Celestine shows up, uh, stabs him in the back. <laughs> yeah, Abaddon gets annoyed, angry. Like apparently he took it to the spine, is what it said. Yeah. Only to Abaddon is a, is a sword for the spine and like, eh, not annoyed. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> now it's annoying. Okay. And so then, so then after that happens, there was a duel a little bit uh, earlier. That was cool. Um, he's like, okay, we're going to retreat, but I've already won. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So at, at one point, we'll, we'll just back it up a bit. Yeah. Celestine faces Abaddon. And Belisarius' call, he has sort of figured out that the pylons that have been on Cadia yeah. have been holding back the chaos from basically spilling out into real space. Yep. That the whole point of them is to basically sort of like prevent, they create a balance and prevent chaos from overwhelming real space. Yep. So Belisarius' plan is to amp up the pylons and literally close the Eye of Terror. Like shrink it so that uh, the warp is basically eliminated from yep. real space. And and it's happening. And as that happens, Abaddon starts losing his powers. And also, and this Ce- is an important moment, yeah, Celestine starts losing her powers. Right. Celestine and her two bodyguards start getting diminished. Like their light starts fading. And so... Which leads me... To believe. And the, I think it's support. There, there's, this sphere has been around for a little while. Yeah. But the idea is... The emperor might be a weird sort of chaos, chaos god. god or equivalent, like basically like the manifestation of humanity's like uh, yeah biggest. If, uh, if chaos is like raw emotion, he's like order. Yeah, he's he order. represents he's order. He's the chaos god the of nobler, order. <laughs> he's basically the no, the nobler you know angels of our nature. Yeah, and so there is a theory that he's a chaos god, and that the saints are like. His, his equivalent of demon princes. Right. So Celestine might in fact be essentially a demon, a demon prince for good or for the emperor anyway. Yeah. So, um, so, so, so it looks like she's dead at, at a certain point. It looks like she's been defeated. And later on when she comes back and then stabs yeah. Abaddon in the back, 
Um, obviously, you know, no, she's not. And, yeah. Yeah. And well, that's so, when, I think that's when the, and he's, he's wounded, but he realizes he doesn't need to stick around. He doesn't need to. So he's so like, he, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm out of here. This, this was fun guys. Yeah. But I'm teleporting out of here. Uh, I, uh, by, <laughs> um, by the by, uh, you're all screwed. Yeah. You look, you guys lost. You just don't even know it. You, you did. I was just here to rub this in, and like, it, in your face. So. And it turns out that what he had done basically is that even though the Blackstone Fortress had been sort of like destroyed, he basically made it so that all of its pieces were now hurtling toward Cadia. And it was caused enough destruction. Yeah. To essentially. Yeah. To basically. Essentially the equivalent of an exterminatus. Yeah. uh, It's a a dinosaur killer. And basically think of it as a giant bunch of meteorites hitting Cadia all at the same time. It over basically it just destroys the, the uh, planet and the pylons deactivate. I think they're just sort yeah. of partially. A lot of them are partially destroyed, right. so that right. so whatever the beam effect stops. So a massive evacuation takes place. Um, the planet is like in, is, it's starting to be enveloped in demons. It's turning yeah. into a demon world. Yeah, suddenly the terror you know opens up completely, and it's like uh, 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 chaos uh, has no more limits. Demons start appearing everywhere. Uh, now I start. I actually literally when he crashed the Blackstone Fortress into Cadia, I actually started laughing as I was reading it. <laughs> well, wow. Because it was because no, because it was just I just didn't I didn't expect that. Uh-huh. I guess I don't know. I I I, I guess I figured it would just the Blackstone Fortress would just sort of blow it up. There's a so I was surprised that it that's how it went down. I, I don't know. I thought it was at the moment. I just thought it was the funniest thing because I, I guess it was a moment of a little tactical ingenuity that I would not have expected from Abaddon. There's a book by Neil Stevenson called Anathem um, that involves basically um, uh, aliens at one point uh, firing just like large, um, uh, like rock-like cylinders at the Earth. Create, but the, it was the kinetic force of the of these cylinders. Yeah. Like they didn't have an explosive. They were yeah. just like big pieces of mass and as we said before force equals mass time acceleration <laughs> and you hit you hit these things that are massive enough and they create basically like the explosions the size of you know nuclear bombs yeah, yeah it's a- so so that giant you know planet-sized fortress crashing into a planet is going to cause all kinds of havoc yeah so the defenders basically organize an evacuation it whatever the remaining it's described as 850 million people have now been reduced to 3 million that's just and that's just cadians yeah the it's Kadians, like Kadians. just the cadians who were there that's not even counting for and all so, the allied forces that were creed holds a last stand defense to basically buy time to get people yeah. evacuated and then he decides he's going to stay yeah and so so the, the last people to go are the black templars then the uh, um, sisters of battle sisters of battle and the triumvirate's all on the all on one ship i think with yeah. uh, belisarius call yeah they're all they all go with belisarius call as part of his um and sort of like, adeptus fleet yeah his mechanicus right but creed stays on the planet and um, then he's just there to fight and he sees the oncoming demons uh i think the, the eighth are wiped out um, yeah, he's the last guy around, and he's like about to succumb to his injuries when Trazen shows up, and he's like, "Actually, how would you like to be part of one of my fabulous exhibits?" <laughs> well, he didn't put it that way, but he kind of says like, you know, it doesn't have to end here, kind of a thing, and um, it, it, it's not clear that it's Trazen, but it's pretty it, clear it, it yeah, is. It's he basically gets trapped in the tesseract, and he gets quote-unquote rescued captured <laughs> by Trazen. oh Trazen. and then the book goes off in an unexpected direction because oh, yeah. you think it's over you know katie has fallen at this point 
Crete has been captured. Yeah. Uh, the evacuees are getting out. The the chaos ships are destroying some of the uh, some of the ships. It goes kind of very Battlestar Galactica at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this ragtag group of humanity, yeah, yeah, you know, is trying to get trying to escape from the Cylons. And and that, but because apparently, um, Abaddon is informed by one of his sorcerers that there's something of there's some relic of great importance yeah. on the Archimagos's ship. And he's like, wait, what? And it really perturbs oh, him. Like whatever it is, it, it, it's, it's it's really it's something that had meaning during the Horus Heresy. Like they yeah. say the words, and it immediately it triggers. Abaddon. Yeah, it triggers Abaddon. <laughs> it triggers Abaddon. <laughs> so he goes. He's like, I, I don't care what. Uh, we're gonna get. This we're gonna thing. get this thing. So he sends his ships, and and they're being pummeled by the. Um, uh, Archimagus's fleet. It's just that it's actually new and awesome. Yeah. And it's just like destroying all of these uh, you know, Abaddon ships. But they have so many of them that yeah. eventually they wear them down. Yeah, yeah. They wear them down. Um Abaddon ship is described as being like this ridiculous, like vastly giant pointed star. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flying eight pointed star. And then but even but uh the Archmagus's fleet actually destroys one of the points in the stars yeah. and actually damages it. But they're forced to uh, head to a planet. They that, I think uh, they crash land yeah, on, on like a, on a moon. On a on a hoth like planet that's yeah. full of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they have to then proceed to immediately run away from all the all the Black Legion that are now chasing them. Celestine has a plan basically to basically she's directing them to go to this um, snow planet, yep. and then go to these coordinates. And Greyfax is very skeptical. You know, skeptical of the whole thing. She thinks the whole time that that she's an idolatress, that she basically is setting herself up as a uh, you know object of worship object of worship and therefore a heretic mm -hmm. um and celestine only only regards her with sort of like you know we're all working for the emperor kind yeah. of thing so you know that's okay you know you can believe what you want but we're all working for the emperor um and so there there is like a last desperate run and through the snow um as the forces of chaos chase them on this planet and just when it looks like they're going to get overwhelmed <laughs> all of a sudden Da 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 da! It's the Eldar. The Eldar show up. The Eldar show up. Um, save them. Essentially, say, okay, go into the webway with us now. Yeah, all and, these jet bikes show up. All and, of these, uh, you know, shuriken cannon wielding Eldar and it, warriors. And it notes it's, it wasn't just like regular like craft world. Like no, Eldar. it's a this it's is, a whole. It's El It's like regular units. craft world Eldar. It's like dark Eldar have shown up. It was um, it was like a whole contingent of like a bunch of like allied Eldar people that shouldn't generally have hung out together. Like, yeah, that they all show up in mass, including it specifically notes someone of unknown origin to the Archmagos who looked very much. It was an Exodite. It's an Exodite. It's an Exodite. Eldrad Ulthran is also there. Yeah, yeah, Eldrad Ulthran is noted. She's it? also there. Um, fun. There's. There's actually a little piece of old um, old fluff. Uh -huh. I don't know whether this is valid anymore or canon. In which um, Eldrad and Abaddon had a fight. And Eldrad won. Oh, wow. Because with his like, powers of predicti predictive... Uh, is well, Eldrad male or female? He's a dude. He's a dude? Okay. He's, he's, oh, I, oh, I think somebody calls call him a witch. But that would make sense. All psychers yeah. are witches. Um, yeah. I hope that rematch happens. Yeah, but it doesn't happen in this book. It doesn't happen in this book. What happens basically is the uh, the Eldar open a webway portal, yeah. 
and asked the remaining survivors of Black Templars and Inquisitor and Celestine yeah. and everybody else to like go through it um, because it it clearly they want to talk about an alliance. Yep. Yep. So, so that's kind of that's where it ends. Times. That's where it ends right there. Eldar come in to basically ally and time. save us from the forces of chaos as they now you know stream through the eye of terror without any kind of um so yeah guardian planet that was the story yeah uh, katie becomes a demon world at this demon, point yeah demon, a demon, it's world. A demon yeah. world i enjoyed it i me too i mean it was a total space opera there's a lot of battle scenes there's yeah. a lot of moments of heroism all throughout yeah, it's a lot of great yeah. little stories little encounters it's a it's a quick read. I read it in one day. Yeah, it's very um, quick read. Uh, it's fun. And they have little transcripts of little mission reports from different yeah. you know low level officers <laughs> on the ground who are seeing what's going on. Yeah, um, it's, fun. it's fun. Most of the artwork in the book we've seen. Yeah, most There's of a it. Few, and then the few things we you, that are new you probably already seen as, on, on as, the internet. On the internet, but still the story is great and worth it. And yeah. a heck of a lot better than the way we just told it. Yeah, so I yeah. reckon we recommend you. Yeah. read it because it's very yeah. much has those very dramatic right. descriptions rather than space birds uh one of the one of this is one of the few fluff books i actually read through um and i read the novels you know and the yeah. horse heresy novels and all this book but I, I rarely read all the way through on the um on the um, codex supplements yeah. this is not so much a codex supplement as it really is an important continuation of it, the story it really is changing things up for what's going on uh, in the 41st millennium so yeah this it's is, setting up eighth edition <laughs> it's setting up everything that's going to happen yeah. soon and and certainly allying with the eldar humanity allying with the uh, eldar is a huge and it's a big, change it's a big thing right so um very enjoyable yeah a good time yeah so, so. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think about um, all the revelations from the fall of Cadia. Send us an email. You can reach us at the Eye of Terror podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Come and visit us on our Facebook page. We get more and more people visiting us there all the time. Um, we'll have pictures of our tournament experience uh, yep. up on the Facebook page. We'll also have some photos of some of the hobbying we've been doing. But that's it. That's our episode. All right. All right. Cool. So that was episode 31. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Until then, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon.